Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Don't ever take advice from those who are broke and unhappy people. Because broke people are never going to be able to give you advice on how to actually be financially successful. But unhappy people are never going to actually tell you how to be successful in any means. Having money isn't just the one thing to strive for. Having financial success is not just it. You've got to be actually happy with yourself. Look yourself in the mirror. If you're not happy with the thing you're about to do for too many days in a row, I think Steve Jobs said, it's like, you should change that. Whatever you want to do in this world, go and do it. Whatever your dreams are, whatever your wildest visualizations are, it's your obligation to bring them to life. And every single one of you were born with a vision, with a dream, with a book to write, with a business to create, with a charity, with a life to live, with your unique skill set. And it's your job to bring it to life. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. Keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself. Do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Hey there, Inspired Spirits. At the time of this recording, only 94% of you that are actually returning to watch a second or a third or a fourth video here on the Inspired Evolution podcast are actually subscribed. I can't tell you how much it genuinely helps everything we're trying to achieve with promoting positivity in the world through your subscription. Every time you hit subscribe, it helps us grow the platform. It lets guests that want to come onto the show know that you know it is worth their time to take the time out to carve out a conversation like the ones that you're enjoying here on the Inspired Evolution podcast. My personal commitment to you is as the show grows, you know, more and more quality, more and more conversations, richer and richer things will flow around here. That is my absolute commitment to you, to be completely transparent as we grow. And when we finally get to that 100,000 subscriber mark, currently we do two episodes a week. I'm looking forward to getting us to about three episodes a week so we can really keep the juju going and flowing at an even greater level. And all of that is enabled by you taking the time to hit subscribe, hit that bell notification. So if you can, Please take a moment, take a moment, come on, take one sec, quick sec, <laughs> hit subscribe and hit that bell notification icon. It helps so much more than I can say. Thank you so much. Welcome back to the Inspired Evolution. And we have with us today, Inspiring Our Evolution, Morgan T. Nelson. Morgan, how are you there, brother? Mate, I'm living the dream. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you, talk all things uh, I have a feeling that this this episode's probably gonna go a little bit different direction to where we usually go when I'm interviewed. Mm. So uh, I'm I'm super excited, man. 
Oh man, it is such a pleasure to have you here. For those tuning in for the first time, let me quickly do the honours, even though it's going to be hard to believe when I share this. He's a bit of a prodigy, can I say that out loud? In-person development entrepreneurship, he achieved financial freedom by the age of 23. He, In order to do, get there though, he actually transformed this entire turbulent past that he had into this future which he's trailblazing now already. He's the host of the influential Dream Out Loud podcast, another incredibly, like, is just smashing it in the Australian charts for podcasts and the personal development scene. Expert in NLP, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy, worked with people such as Tony Robbins, Rob Proctor there, um, incredible people. And uh, yeah, inspirational speaker, mentor, dedicated uh, to helping people with transformative success. Brother, it is such a pleasure to have you here. I wanted to start this episode a bit backwards because you are young and you've achieved an incredible amount of success. And so you know, a question that I've asked in the past, and I was like, oh, you surely can't ask Morgan that. And I was like, okay, because I've said that to myself, I'm going to ask it. What advice would you give to your 19-year-old self, knowing what you know now? Yeah, it's, it is interesting. And, you know, that's the, the question I ask at the end of my podcast. And nearly every single person will come on and say something similar like, you know, I can't change it because everything that happened happened perfectly. Like everything that's happening to us in our life is absolutely perfect. And so on one side, everything is perfect just how it is. It's, you know, I get that. But to give some practical sort of, you know, what would I say? It would literally just be, first thing would be stop giving a shit what other people think of you a lot sooner. That would be the biggest thing because I that really was the thing that held me back literally for till probably 25 26 years old it was very it was very like one of the biggest things in front of my mind i can't do that i should i shouldn't do this i've got to do this i can't do this gotta make sure this person's happy and and all of these things so it'd be to stop giving a shit what other people think of me a lot sooner um and the next one would probably be to actually take things a little bit more seriously more sooner as well at the same time as having fun i think i let a lot of fun in the beginning literally just control everything and as good as that was i know now that i can still have a really great life a lot of fun while also taking things a little bit more seriously so if i think if i had took things a little bit more seriously and probably got into it's stupid to say but got into personal development sooner things would have been a lot a lot more different i got into personal development when i was 21 so if i started when i was 18 19 it would have been hectic what was that moment where you were in personal development, you got into personal development at 21, and then you recognized, oh, I'm not just here to learn, but I'm also here to teach? Because there's, I remember that in my own, like there was a moment in my own life where that sort of just, it clicked. Um, and it was it was a gradual thing, but I'd love to hear where that happened for you. Um, yeah, do you remember? Was it a moment? Was it a build-up? Yeah, yeah. First memory that just came to my mind was what was happening for me. Like I started personal development at 21. I started listening to a CD of Jim Rohn. Every single day I'd get in the car to put on Jim Rohn's Classic. CDs. First thing yeah, ever. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and he would say things to me like, you're some of the five people you surround yourself with. And I was like, what? You're telling me that you can you can just, yeah, I didn't know that that was a hack. One of the most profound things he said to me was, don't wish life was easier, wish you were better. And it started this obsession is obsession for wanting to better myself, to be bigger than my circumstance, to be bigger than my problems I had. Because everyone's got problems. Everyone's got problems. But it's what we do with the problems that we're faced really determines who we are. Can you take us back to some of the problems that you had? Because you've had quite the, I don't want to use, eh, unorthodox uh, path <laughs> coming into personal development. Can you, <laughs> if it's a respectful enough for me to ask, that is. Of course, you can ask anything you want. Um, the, the things that happened in my life, I guess, hang on, I'll, I'll come, I'll come to that. But the, the, the question you asked before was the, where it kind of began. I, I really think I started to have a little bit of early success in my first business. And I remember I was at a party and I was pretty drunk and somebody came up to me and they were like, Hey, can you, I've got a question for you. And I was like, why are you coming up to me thinking? Cause they're like, Oh, we saw you, you, you did this latest success this month and blah, blah, blah. I have a question for you. And I gave her the answer. And as I was giving her the answer, I just saw the look on her face of like this utter, oh my God, I'm so grateful for that. And, and she's like, wow, that's so amazing. And I think I got that learning in there. Just now. I was like, that felt really great to be able to hand something down for free, something that I learned that helped me and better transform, transfer that information. That was really cool because I think if someone did that for me at an earlier age, things could have been differently. 
it could have been a lot different. But also having said that, the fact that no one did that for me is why I'm doing the things I do right now as well. So everything is absolutely perfect. But, you know, how I kind of grew up was the first person I ever asked for advice around life and success was this guy that I used to go to the gym with. I was doing Muay Thai when I was 16 years old. And one of the other guys in the gym, he was in his 50s and he was retired. And I thought that was pretty badass if you retired in your 50s. So I go up to him one day, I say, what do you do? He's like, I'm retired. I said, that's amazing. So what do you do every single day? He's like, sometimes I surf, sometimes I go on the jet ski, sometimes I do whatever, but sometimes I also work because I love it. I said, are you a millionaire? And he goes, yeah. I said, dude, can you please, what advice do you have for me? What advice do you have? Can you help me? And you know what he said? He goes, why would I give you any advice when I had to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars learning it myself? You need to get out there and do it yourself as well. And I was like, well, you know, that wasn't really the answer I was, I was looking for. Like a 16-year-old <laughs> yeah, coming up to you, like, like <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but that guy taught me that having money isn't just the one thing to strive for. Having financial success is not just it. You've got to be actually happy with yourself. You've got to be rich and happy. My mentor said to me, he's like, don't ever take advice from those who are um, broke and unhappy people. And I love that he says broke and unhappy because broke people are never going to be able to give you advice on how to actually be financially successful. But unhappy people are never going to actually tell you how to be successful in any means. Not going to tell you how to get wealth, great relationships, a great body, nothing because they're so miserable on the inside. So just don't ever take advice from these people. But that was a bit of the environment, I guess, I, I, coming to think of it, as I'm saying it right now, that could be one of the things that makes me so passionate to want to help people, especially when I see a young person like, I just sponsored a child in Bali. She's 13 years old and I gave her my WhatsApp number. I said, you can message me anytime you need advice, mentorship, like think of me as your older brother. I got you, you know, and the feeling to be able to do that is just amazing, you know? And so I think it probably came from because it didn't come easy for me growing up. And that's usually how things happen, right? It's the other end of the pendulum. But getting into personal development was interesting for me. Like I, I had a background of, I was a carpenter. I was... I, I followed the dream that I thought I should do. I, I wanted to become a qualified carpenter. I wanted to do all this. And throughout that journey, led me down working uh, 14 hours a day, seven days a week, um, surrounded myself with people that were alcoholics, drug addicts, negative, violent. So what did I become? Alcoholic, drug addict, negative, violent, toxic. It was my whole life at 19 years old, down to the point of trying to take my own life, thinking that it was literally going to be worse if I stayed here than it would be to leave. And in that state, I actually asked myself the question, how was I so happy at one point in my life and then now I'm here at doing, trying to do this? And the answer that came to me was I was surrounded by the wrong people. The environment changed. The only thing that changed my life was the environment in which I was in. So I quit my job, I came back down to the Gold Coast and I made the decision to actually start to seek out environments, seek out people that had a good quality of life, seek out people that were happy, that were rich, that actually had goals. And when you start to put something into what I'm aware of now is your reticular activating system, you put it into our awareness and our brain starts to pick things up and I get reconnected with a mate of mine who introduced me to my first business at 21 and it was a network marketing business. I had no idea what it was. I thought it was a cult, I thought it was a scam, I thought it was all this shit. And he said to me, he's like, bro, just remember that you're broke. He's like, come and check it out. And I was like, that's a true point you got there, man. That's a true point. And I never forget that that night was the first night where I where I referred to seeing a life of color. See, I was living in a world of black and white. It's the only thing I knew. I grew up, that's black, that's white, there's nothing in between. Don't question anything else. What does that mean to you, seeing a life in color? Like everything was just so normal, like mediocre, mediocre. And then one day I climbed the fence and I see a world where I didn't know how to actually articulate it in the beginning. I was like, what is this? It's so vibrant. It's so, it's so sexy. It's so like, what's happening over here? I started seeing people that were happy. They were rich. They were, they were doing all the things that society tells you you can't really get. Only the famous celebrity people can have. And I saw these average people in their 20s making millions of dollars, traveling the world, retiring their parents, having fun, firing their boss, doing all this stuff. And 
it's like I literally drank the Kool-Aid. I saw what was actually possible in my life. And ever since that night, ever since that day, I felt like I felt like I had an actual obligation to not only bring it to life, but to also inspire other people to show them that, hey, this is actually possible for you as well. I think everyone's born with the potential of a colorful life. And then they go through the conveyor belt of life, society, school systems, and that sort of dims it in us. It kills our creativity. It kills our dreams. It kills our passions. Um, you know, and I, I even had this conversation with Les Brown. I said to Les, I said, do you really think that everybody can live their dream life? And he says, he's like, that's why you're here. That's why you're here, Morgan. He goes, there's a 400 trillion chances to one of you being born. And to think that you're here by accident is just insane. He goes, every single one of you were born with a vision, with a dream, with a book to write, with a business to create, with a charity, with a life to live, with your unique skill set. And it's your job to bring it to life. But 95, 99% of people will copy the people next to them, the people who are broke, the people who are unhappy, the people that gave up on their dreams and say, well, maybe I should also do the same. Because psychologically, it's more dangerous for us if we're not with the clan. If we, if we go and pursue what we believe is right, our dream, our goal, but everyone else around us, our environment isn't doing that, We'll actually, it's been proven that we will give up on the thing we know is true so we can stay in the clan, so we can stay in the pack because that's where we're most safe and guarded. It's crazy. So the environment, I started to I started to learn about all this stuff, but it was my friend gave me a CD, Jim Rohn, and man, I'd start a rabbit hole of what's been now nine years around the world, working with some of the best people in the world when it comes to this. It's really trippy as well when you start thinking about those ripples, like when someone hands you a CD and it really just, you know, the effect that it causes in your life and then you start to contemplate the number of people that potentially, you know, these offerings that you've put out into the world then subsequently start to ripple into and then those ripples and the ripples and the ripples and the butterfly effect that carries on. It's a total like trip. And I think one of the questions I wanted to ask you today is a bit more spiritual in its nature because of, yeah, like, You've gone through, and well, even just the way you described it, I finally saw life, like I saw so much color. Um, I've heard people through my past with coaching, you know, people with mental health challenges, when they finally break through or come back, they say, oh, everything was in black and white. It looked like I was looking at everything in gray or in grayscale. Um, and then I finally saw in color again. Um, and I imagine, you know, as you're going through, like recognizing you're in a toxic environment, like one of the things I've learned about change through all my coaching is people generally, I'm going to say always, but obviously try not to be absolutist, um, tend to change when the pain of staying the same. And I think this is old mate Tony Robbins. He goes, when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing, that's when you actually go go ahead and transform. Um, so I'm trying to visualize like for yourself, yeah, at some point life would have been happening to you. And then you started realizing life could happen on your own terms. Um, it was perfect. I've heard you say that a few times in this podcast now. You were always meant to go through the challenges that you had. Is that your perspective? Yeah, I truly believe this. I And I often use this as an example in my seminars. I'll say, put up your hand. Put up your hand if you've ever had something completely just fucked up happen in your life. When it happened, you wish it never happened. When it was happening to you, like, oh, my God, I wouldn't wish this for my... Everyone's hands go up. Everyone's got something, an event, some crazy shit. Everyone, like, when you're in this work long enough, you start to realize, like, how wild people's experiences really are because a lot of people go through a lot of crazy things. And then I say, okay, put down your hands. Now, put up your hand if knowing what you know right now, you would still go back and wish that you could erase that time. No one's hands go up. I said, isn't that crazy? And let me just take a guess. Tell me if I'm wrong here. The reason you would not want to go back and change it is because that very thing made you exactly who you are right now. Therefore, the thing that you thought was so imperfect has made you so perfect right now. That's the paradox of trauma. That's the paradox of life. Everything happening to you or for you or happening right now in this moment is actually just 100% perfectly imperfect, whether it's good, bad, right, or wrong, whatever. 
In fact, a spiritual mentor said to me one time when I asked him this, I said, is this good or bad? He said, you're asking the wrong question. He says, you got to stop asking, is this good or is this bad? It is not either. If you're asking if it's good or if it's bad, you're still judging. You're being righteous. I'm like, fuck. That's good. <laughs> That's good, right? That is Nothing's profound. good or bad. If, if we're... If, if we're looking at something and we're saying that's good, that's wrong, that's good, that's bad, that's right, that's wrong. We're projecting judgment onto that thing based off what we think it should be. That's why I, I look at a lot of things in my life now, like objectively, and people are like, what do you think of that? I said, well, I don't know. My answer, you're probably not really going to like my answer because to someone who's not really thinking from the, the perception in, what, in which I'm thinking, you'll think that I may be an asshole. And if you think that, then that's also interesting. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is, you know. Um, but back, what, what you were saying with the, with the, the pain is, is 100% correct. There's a story of this little boy walking down the road. And the little boy, he hears off in the distance this really loud noise, like a howl, like a row, 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 row. And he's like, what is going on? What is that noise? He walks a little bit further, walks a little bit further, and the noise gets louder. It's like, row, 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 row. He's like, what is this? And he hears it coming from the distance up near this old guy's house. And he walks right up to the porch, says to the old man, what is this noise coming from your house? And he's like, let me show you. They walk around to the back. And he sees in the backyard this dog sitting in the corner, sitting down, looking all sad, crying and howling. And now it's loud. It's like, row, 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 row. And the little boy says to the old man, he says, what is wrong with your dog? And he says, well, you see, he's sitting on a nail. And the little boy's like, then why doesn't he just get off the nail? And the old man says, because it doesn't hurt enough for him yet. And if you think like that's the majority of people, the majority of people are walking around a life that is just good. They're not happy with it. They're not enthralled with it. But it's not bad, especially in Australia. You you greet the average Aussie. What do they say? Hey, go on, mate. They'll say, yeah, not too bad. Not bad. <laughs> well, hey, if you're not bad, then that must be good. Yeah, if you're not bad, then you're good. Yeah. And in it's Australia exactly great, as well, though, if you're it's doing not great, exactly great. Yeah. if you're doing great, exactly. But but it, but if but if you're doing outstanding, people think that's weird. Well, what's so good about your life? Why are you outstanding? Well, can't I just be fucking happy? Can I just have goals that I'm crushing? I'm working on life, right? It's an interesting thing. So people will actually put themselves, I call it a level seven out of 10. Seven is a good life. Seven's a good life. It doesn't suck enough for them to get off the nail yet and actually take their life seriously and do something about it. But it sucks enough for them to want to complain about it. And they go, well, do you want to change it? Nah, because the per perceived pain of getting off the nail and actually doing the work is more painful than to just sit on the nail. So let's sit on the nail. So until the pain of actually getting off the nail outweighs the pain of staying on that, everybody will stay exactly where we are. Mm. It does sound when I share yeah, when when I share my story from stage, the um I I always find myself expressing gratitude for the career misalignment that I had um project management building high rise towers whatever um because the hours were really long it was 6 a.m to 6 p.m six days of the week as a bare minimum right and it was always overtime or whatever and i just clearly remember um just how painful it really was and i joke when i share it from stage which is like oh i just had my midlife crisis earlier than everybody else not because i'm special just because I put in the same amount of hours that everybody put in before the age of like 45 by the age of 30. And hence I just transformed earlier. And this comes back to that point of, yeah, the pain and the transformation. Now, And that was actually the birthplace of the inspired evolution because not too dissimilar to yourself. I had that realization that I looked around, there's all these incredible people doing incredible things. And it wasn't so much about the financial abundance, which it was. It was more I was enamored by the fact that these people could be financially abundant, but it was more so the fact that they could be financially abundant, having the positive impact that they were having as well. You know, there were coaches, speakers, entrepreneurs, people such as yourself doing incredibly remarkable things and then also building a life around those things in support and in service to others. Dream Out Loud, what does that mean to you? And when did the name sort of start to 
like really precipitate that, hey, this is really what is at the heart of Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Morgan Nelson. Yeah, this is, this is a funny story. Um, so I'm 17 years old. I'm 17 years old. And my whole philosophy of life is the combination of live as if you'll die tomorrow, but plan as if you'll live forever. And it's always been like a conflict that I am aware of that I'm actually happy having because I live my life like that. It's like live your life so full where like there's no time to waste. And in my opinion, like you really should not be spending like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're waking up, looking yourself in the mirror and you're not happy with the thing that you're about to do. If if you're not happy with the thing you're about to do for too many days in a row, I think Steve Jobs says like you should change that. And I've always had that philosophy. I'm like, I never want to do anything that I really don't like for too long. Because I, I, I focus on living a great life. So when I was 17 years old, a few friends around me started to get tattoos and do all this stuff. And I had a fake ID. Okay, I had a fake ID. So I wanted to go and get a tattoo on my chest. And I was thinking, I was like, what do I want to get it? What do I want it to say? And I was thinking about all these things and I was going to get like a such is life, like a Ned Kelly thing. I was like, you know, I like Ned Kelly, right? I'm Australian. So glad I didn't. And then I was actually <laughs> thinking and the idea started to come out. It's like, it's, it's like live out loud, dream out loud, dream out loud came. And I was like, I'm going to do that. So I told mom, I said, mom, I'm going to get a tattoo. And she goes, no, you're not. I said, yeah, I am. She goes, if you do not come back to this house. I said, yeah. So I went and did it. I went and got a tattoo on my chest. It says across here, it says dream out loud on my chest. I come home, I show mum, And she first slaps it, you little shit. And she's like, <laughs> it actually looks really nice. I like it. <laughs> and then it's funny. So, so it started from seven, it started from 17 years old, man. And then I kind of just had that as like a philosophy. It's like, Whatever you want to do in this world, go and do it. Whatever your dreams are, whatever your wildest visualizations are, whatever whatever ideas, whatever vi visions and pictures you have in your mind, I think it's, I honestly believe it's your obligation to bring them to life and to leave something here and spend, like life is a game. Life is a game. I just want to make sure that when I get to the finish line, I'm absolutely exhausted and I'm puffed and I'm like, I couldn't have given another thing. And then when I started to do my podcast and build my business and I started to build this community of people that were also like me, I go, what should I call the community? I don't know, the Dream Out Loud family. You know, so I started with my first business. Then when I started my podcast, it was just that. It's like, what should I call the podcast? Well, it's, you know, it's Dream Out Loud. It's inspiring people. It's teaching people the skill set and the mindset to literally create their own dream life. Because what I realized is a lot of people have the dream. A lot of people do have an incredible life they want to create. And then they're usually stuck by the people around them, not knowing how to do it, not believing that they actually can. So I really focus on uh, helping people do all those things. And that's that's what it means. That's that's where it came. I've, I barely share that. Sometimes people will see the tattoo. Does that say dream out loud? Is it, yeah, it does. I've had it since I was 17. Sorry, I was like being hella Aussie and I was like maybe he talks to himself in his sleep <laughs> when you said it's a funny story I'm glad it went the way that it did and um the interesting thing in there that I love the most about dream out loud as well is 
well, obviously I'm biased because I've got something called the inspired evolution, but there's a similar frequency in there, right? Like you and I, we don't have to be masters, right? Obviously we're on a path of self-mastery, but as you're dreaming out loud, it gives you permission to be messy because dreams are messy, right? As you're like, they don't necessarily have to make sense with the inspired evolution. You know, people often, you know, have left me comments on the YouTube videos and gone, hey, like you could have done this better or you could have done that better. And I'm like, thanks heaps for the feedback. Like I'm inspired and I'm evolving just as you are, you know, like we're all in this together. And I love that about Dream Out Loud as well because it gives us permission, once again, to, like you said before, like we are exactly perfect where we are, but it also gives us permission to be imperfect and show up, right? Mm. 100%. Every, everything is continually evolving. Everything is continually evolving. The things that I say today on this podcast, I, I might even disagree with in six months because from the perspective I have now, like everyone's doing the best they can with all the information that they have. And sometimes people, even in my mentorship community, they're like, I said, why would you, why did you do it like that? And they said, you told me to do that. Like last time we talked, I said, did I? Oh, well, I changed my mind now. From this perspective now, with the information I know now, I would do it, I would do it like this then because we're continually evolving. And, and, and even so, like, if we, like a big thing I'll always bring back to is our consciousness levels in which we operate from. Every single one of us, we're seven levels of consciousness. And we're operating from every single one of these at different times, depending on the amount of work we've done, depending on the trauma that we've had, depending on the things that we've worked through. But it's also going to depend on for what purpose am I actually making this decision? For what purpose am I doing this thing? So if you had have asked me back when I was 23, Morgan, why are you building your business? It would probably be so I could break out and not have a job anymore. I don't want a job. I want to have freedom. Right? That's what it would be. Right, So Morgan, why are you doing the things you're doing? I would do things differently back then because I didn't want to have a job. I want to have freedom. I didn't want to have anyone tell me what to do. Then if you ask me at 26, Morgan, why are you doing, why are you doing the, the podcast, the community? Why are you doing all this? Well, because I want to help more people. I want to create an amazing community. I want to serve. I want to do these things. Now people ask me, Morgan, why are you doing the things you're doing? Well, because we're trying to do a multiple eight-figure business here. We're trying to build a multiple eight-figure impact, right? We're trying to create a massive community for entrepreneurs in the world to literally learn the skill set and uh, mindset to create their dream life. You see, it's continually evolved. So the reason behind why I do the things I do is going to be different based off my perspective that day, the things I know that day. I might have a conversation with you. You might teach me something, and I go, oh, my God, actually, that's so right. You know, when Amrit said that, it changed my perspective. Now I believe something different, but 100%, it, it is going to be messy. And my favorite philosophy, my favorite saying is ready, fire, aim. Because the very thing that stops so many people from doing the thing they want to do is procrastination. Oh, it's not right yet. I, I'll do it when I have this. I'll do it when I have that. And it, it kills more dreams. So that kills more dreams than anything else. So the whole ready, fire, aim, take action. See what happens. Pick up the 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 pile of shit that you probably just did. Like like oh this didn't work. Cool. Now you just found another way that didn't work, and you can find more ways where it can work. It's a continual work in progress. It's a continual failing forward process. But instead of looking at it with I just failed, we need to look at it with I just found another way that didn't work, and I just got more feedback to how to make it better next time. I wanted to tune in around the seven levels of consciousness because, um, yeah, level one being survival consciousness, level two being our tribal ancestral connections, level three being aggression and power. Level four kind of caught me off guard a little bit. It was, you called it the awakening of like our guilt and righteousness. And, you know, I've had, I've, yeah, it's interesting. This, this, the word guilt, um, got me a little bit, caused me pause to reflect for a sec. Um, can you expand on that in level four, like the relationship that we have towards guilt um, and how that can be a transformative force? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So <clears throat> it is interesting. So this, this having said that, that's if we want to actually transform our consciousness because I, I know people that live a life of in level two and level three and they, and they enjoy it there and they don't want to continually grow. So assuming that the people listening to this podcast are like, I want to transform, I want to ascend my consciousness, I want to operate from a higher frequency, then this is for them. 
And it's an interesting thing because life is filled with paradox. There's nothing ever that is a continual, this is just the way. Because it might be the way for a period of your life. And then it might be the complete other thing for the next period of your life. For example, I went through a period of my life going, I need to work my ass off all the time. Then I went through another period of my life where I'm like, I need to do not much for a long time and just chill and just be and relax. So everything's going to be continually pendulum swing. So in the, in the values level three, this is a lot of aggression. The thing here, they avoid shame here. They'll do anything to avoid shame. So it's a lot of significance driven. I'm the man. I'm, I'm the one in charge. I'm going to get what I want here. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to control the system. I want power. I'm going to do anything to avoid being embarrassed. Okay, It's very narcissistic uh, energy here. But the funny thing is, a lot of people go through their life wanting to avoid feeling guilt. True. But if you've never ever experienced guilt yet, you're still operating from a lower level consciousness below level four. Because guilt can only be actually uh, brought in on values level four. So in values level four, this is when people actually start to realize, wow, here's all the things I did in my life, the things I said to my mom, my dad, and I screwed these people over and I did these things. Oh my God, I'm, I'm a bad person. Because in four, it's about good and bad, right and wrong. Where three, it's, it's not that yet. It's not like, this is not good or bad. It's just, this just is life. Life is a war zone in three. Two is like, life is just life. And we are connected to our spirit being and our ancestors and our community. That's two. So four is like, oh my God, I can't believe I did all these things. I was such a, you know, a lot of women will transition into four sooner in life. This is why there's more men in jail because we'll transition later. Because when we're in our early 20s, we're still doing things against the law, breaking the law, doing bad things. Because we haven't really understood yet the consciousness level of being like, hey, you shouldn't do that. Because if you do, you get punished. Like we're kind of aware of it, but we don't care. And But a lot of women will go through that in their teenage years. And every time I talk to a woman, I said, do you remember when you were a little shit to your parents? When you were like, fuck you, mom, fuck you, dad. And you went out with the boy. And they were like, yeah, that was you being that, that attitude, right? And, and guys will go through it a little bit later. The masculine energy will move through it a little bit later in life. But four is massively about actually realizing levels of guilt, which is interesting because sometimes I've coached people that have been in three, and I've actually brought them into feeling guilt. Like, I can't believe you do that. You should, you piece of shit. And, then, and people would be like, why are you saying that? Because it's for them to actually start to realize that the things they've done in the past have caused significant hurt to other people. Them to realize that and to actually experience guilt is bringing them into a higher level of consciousness because now this is a level that they can actually experience a feeling called guilt where before they couldn't. And if we look at even the vibration scale, the lowest is shame and guilt, right? Shame is the one they're trying to avoid in three. So even one up is guilt. It's still negative. It's, sure. yeah, yeah, but it's, it's a transition. Progress. Yeah. It's progress. It's progress, right? But, but, but then the problem here is fours will get be controlled by fear and guilt. Fear and guilt. This is our society. Australia massively is a level four society. And all we need to do is look through everything that happened during the pandemic. Everything is being controlled by fear and guilt. Do this. If you don't do this, you can't leave. But if you, and if you don't do this, if you don't do this, then you can't go to your friend's weddings and funerals. Then you feel like a guilty person, right? Not saying this is exactly the angle they're going with. Who knows, perhaps. But, but it is the underlying A lot of people are controlled ways. by yeah. these emotions. 100%. But it's, it's knowing how to actually control people. Then if we transition into a level five, it's when the level five actually realizes they, they, so to go into four, you need to actually experience guilt. To move into five, you need to let go of guilt. See, it's like the part, it's the pendulum swinging. You need to get it, experience it, complete it, do your healing, do the processing and be like, I realize my ways and then you get the learnings. Transition into a state of going guilt is no, it's not useful for me. Guilt is not useful. This is a useless emotion because all it does is hold me back. I can understand my rights and wrongs and do things that are that are good and useful and no longer hold the feelings of being like I'm not enough because guilt is the underlying belief for that is I'm not I'm still not enough I'm not good enough I'm not worthy enough we can let go of this and actually transition into higher level of consciousness again level 5 this is about really looking at the world and going how can I really capitalize on things how can I step into my greatness how can I learn more about myself become a better person 
tap into my highest potential and create massive success and not feel bad about it. That's five. And then funny again, five needs to get massive acceptance. Then they move into six, which is stereotypically, six is very spiritual and they slow down and they're like, money is not everything. Money isn't everything anymore. I'm gonna go vegan. I wanna do yoga. I'm gonna move into, you know, I'm moving to Bali and I wanna save the planet, right? That's what that is because they're like, oh my God, we've the people before us. And, and if we think about it, it's just a high level of conscious because up until here, people don't really contemplate the damage they're doing to the environment, to the universe, to the planet, to humanity. And here is a very big level of, I wanna get back into community. I wanna help people. I wanna impact people. Can't you see that? Like, so if we ask the question, why are you doing what you're doing? A level three will say, because I want to win. A level four will say, because it's the right thing to do. A level five will say, because it's a really good opportunity. A level six will say, because we can all be collective and we can make a massive impact here. And level seven is going all the way through his conscious level, almost to a point where it's like nothing is anything. And I'm actually quite confused here. There's no such thing as a level one, and a level two, and a level five, and whatever. And here they live in the world of paradoxes. They live in the world of, well, it can be good and it can be bad. And if good is bad and evil is nothing is anything and things are just happening and I'm just this space of energy moving through earth, trying to enjoy the process. It's an interesting, it's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, I'm hearing there's a lot of isness <laughs> in level seven. Um, yeah, and it's interesting a to... Lot, a lot of isness. <laughs> I'm feeling into also um, what you mentioned earlier. Thank you so much for guiding us through the different levels and discussing them as well. And I think the, yeah, the interesting journey that we all go on as we transform and evolve. And I'm with you there. I do think um, generally women's life cycles are, you know, a bit more accelerated than than, you know, I think, I don't want to say this, but maybe I can because I'm a bloke, we're a bit more hard-headed, <laughs> so we're a bit slower on the uptake, a um, bit slower to transform. Um, but the interesting piece there I find is, yeah, that, and I, I found this quite hard when I found other bodies of work which were discussing levels of consciousness with me. It was like, you're either here or you're here or you're here or you're here. And it was just like, mm, sounds very like, absolutist and also very stuck like you've transcended levels and it was like this doesn't feel very spiritual because it's like levels of spirituality whereas i've also found my own way with like some days i'm three some days i'm five you know and it just depends and in some like it's not even just the day sometimes it's in, in, in each interaction different people i react different ways and i you know and i'm just learning who i am through the reflection and the mirror of all of that and i really love the way you articulated that initially is like you know where you know the level the levels sort of appear to us depending on where we're at in any given moment as well right yeah it'll, 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 the environment we're in massively dictates the value systems uh it'll bring out it'll bring out the things in us the environment will eventually also shape things that are important to us which are our values all these sorts of things but the values systems in itself definitely does come down to you know the way i've sort of been put it is in terms of vibration the more work we sort of do on ourselves, we remove lower levels of um, negative emotions. When we can start to do work on our anger, sadness, hurt, fear, guilt, shame, all these sorts of things are going to help us actually vibrate at a higher level. The frequencies that we're on is the things that we'll frequently see. Our frequency is at what we frequently see in our universe, in our reality, in our life. Um, but you were cutting out a little bit there before, but I, th I think what you're talking about is like what, what I see a bit is people in the spiritual space as well they think they operate in level six because they're like, well, I'm spiritual. I have my crystals. I, I'm aware of my chakras. I yoga. I meditate and stuff like this. But then they go, but and if you, I'm a vegan. And if you're not a vegan, then you're an arsehole. You're the problem here. And what starts to happen is this is actually, this is level six. Sixes are actually very judgmental. They're very like, whoa, you should be like me. You should be perfect like me. But then, and it's just it's just a six being a six. That's just that's just the consciousness level. It's the interesting thing that we're always continually evolving. And the people that are very strong like that, strong in their ways of righteousness and judgment, just still haven't done the work on the things that are inside of them that they still judge themselves for. Maybe when they used to be a meat eater, or when they 
when they used to do bad things or whatever. They'd be like, oh, it's just other people's projections. So we can only ever be triggered or judge other people or see wrong in other people of which exists inside of us still. Things of us that we haven't healed yet or come to acceptance with. Um, but then it can also be people that are not completely transitioned properly. So there might be six and four. These, these people are funny. Because remember, four is all about rules. Four is all about rules, good, bad, right, wrong. And six is kind of about no rules, free-flowing spirituality, you know, just release attachment. But a six and four, these are the people who are like, oh, my God, it's a full moon. I have to meditate extra long tonight now. Or they're like, oh, my God, I because, oh, you're a Gemini? Oh, my God, that means this. And they have rules around their spiritual practices <laughs> and this is when i i just i i laugh i i like to take the piss out of spiritual people you know even though like i'm quite freaking spiritual myself because it's like some people like this i'm like i'm super spiritual i have all my practices like i remember one day i sat down with one of my friends who's like very spiritual very tapped and she sat she sat and worked with um i forget her name one of the massive gurus in india like she's done the work right She's full on vegan until the cows come home, right? And one day we're out together. I say, I say, what do you, I say, what do you want to get for dinner? I said, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a steak. She goes, you know what? I'm gonna get a steak too. I said, hang on a second. We're halfway through eating our meal. I said, hang on a second. Aren't you fucking vegan? And she's like, yeah, I am. But I also just wanted a steak today. Like, see, that's that's someone who's actually very embodied with the conscious level of that high to go. I understand that I do my best. I understand the repercussions of having on this planet, sure. And also, this is what I'm choosing right now as well. And there's no good, there's no bad. It just is because I'm not judging. See the interesting thing? It's yeah. it's an interesting world. It's all about <laughs> continual evolving, continual <laughs> evolution, really, the inspired yeah. evolution. Yeah. <laughs> it really is a trip as well and seeing what hazards lie on the way. One of the interesting pieces I've heard you say frequently is this re this reference to environment and i love i'm just going to shine a light back on you know your frequency is what you'll see frequently um and cultivating that sense of environment so we've we've discussed that we're the average of the five people we spend our time with but i can tell from having followed your work online that you know there's a whole journey around healing and working on ourselves that's present there calibrating our vibration is and organizing our environment around us beyond just the people that we're around um what does environment mean to you beyond the people that you're around now what else is in there i guess is the question yeah so i believe we've got two 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 types of environment we've got our external environment and we have our internal environment and how i explain this to people is the first one is the external environment is super simple the people you spend the most time with how do you get information through your five senses? What do you consume on a day-to-day -day basis? The things you listen to, the things you watch, the things you touch, where you live, the people you speak to, the thing, all these sorts of things. That makes up our, our physical external environment because the brain can only process information that comes through our five senses. Okay, But then through the five senses is going to come through and create an image and a focal point in our internal environment. So there's three things, there's three things that make up our internal environment. And this is the paradox. I believe the external environment will dictate the internal environment. What you externally see in your life is what you'll internally see also inside of you. However, you can also change your internal environment, which will then, ex which will then change your external environment. Because our internal environment is the makeup of three things to keep it simple. The first one is the things that we focus on continually. The things that we feed into our soul. So if we're focusing on all the bad things we've had in our life, we're focusing on all the things that aren't working for us, it's going to create an emotion. It's going to create a focal point of things that aren't what we want because our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's fake. Perfect example, we watched a movie the other night and it was highly recommended, but it was like one of those true stories of like a terrorist attack. And really good movie. But horrible to watch. And I, I could not sit in my own skin. I was getting up. I was like, I was like, I can't watch this, but I need to finish it. Because it was so real where my nervous system was reacting like it was freaking scared. 
my nervous system was like, I literally feel like someone's about to kill me. And that is like our unconscious mind doesn't know that it's actually fake. It's a movie. Our unconscious mind sees it and thinks, shit, someone's trying to kill me. React. So the things we feed it, the things we focus on, we feel. The things we feel will then take certain action. The actions we take will get the results. So things we focus on is literally one of the biggest things that make up our internal environment. The second thing is our language. The things that we say to ourselves. So if we live in a world, if we live in a life where we're saying negative things to ourselves, like I can't do this, I'm stupid, I'm not smart. Uh, or even worse, we judge other people and we say negative things about other people. Like, Look at that person, he's a bloody idiot. Yeah, he shouldn't do this, yada, yada, yada. Because the unconscious mind doesn't know who you're actually speaking to, so it assumes you're speaking to itself. So if we're like judging other people and saying negative things, you might as well be saying it directly to yourself. And we all know the unconscious mind then is going to be like, oh my God, okay, you are stupid. You can't do this. And it's going to start to create a low level self-esteem. The third thing is, is our physiology. What we actually do with our bodies, what we do with our breathing patterns, what we do with like how we actually move our bodies, um, all these sorts of things. Like, so if we're going to sit around and we're just going to be lazy and we're going to, you know, hold our head down, chances are you're going to start to feel like crap very soon. If you walk around and you actually have a better posture and you focus on your breathing, do more nasal breathing, people doing breath work these days is amazing, meditation, all these sorts of things like that, that changes your physiology. It's changed our physiology. When we change our physiology, it's going to change the, the neurons in our brain. It's also going to change our biochemistry in our body. It's going to increase. If we can, if we can do things like regulate our nervous system, like I'm a skydiver, okay? So I know how to use my breath while I'm 15,000 feet in the sky to regulate my nervous system before I jump out of the airplane because I want to make sure that when I jump out, I'm calm and I'm making the right decisions. And I know how to do that because through certain breathing patterns, we can lower our cortisol levels. We get less cortisol in our bodies. We can think clearer, okay? So all these sorts of things. So we've got the focus, the language, and the physiology. These three, these three things all make up our internal environment the state that we are in, the emotional state we're in. We can choose to be in a state of confidence, a state of peace, and also we can choose to be in a state of anger and sadness and depression, anxiety. You know, I've, I've been working with, uh, I, I very, very, very rarely take on one-on-one -on -one clients. I worked with someone right now one-on-one -on -one because I saw the things she was going through in her life and I said, we, if you want to do one-on-one, -on -one, let's freaking do it because I can help you with this stuff. And she had her whole life was absolutely riddled with anxiety, mass anxiety, could barely leave the house. I said, give me a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll destroy this. She messaged me the other day and she's like, I actually can't, like, it's so weird living in a world where I feel happy. I'm like, why is that weird? And she's like, I don't have any anxiety anymore. You know, because it's all about massively changing these things inside of our brain, Think, changing the things that unconsciously we focus on daily without being aware of it, changing what we're doing in our physiology, but then changing the language of saying to ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis. We have 65,000 thoughts a day. 95 to 98% of them are redundant in the same ones you had yesterday. So unless you're living in the life right now that you're absolutely happy with, chances are if you start to change your thoughts, you'd probably start to change your results as well. So a lot of the thoughts we all have are negative. So when we get into the world of personal development, it's not even so much about actually learning more. It's actually more so about unlearning all the things that we've learned for our entire life, that is what makes up our internal environment. So if you can really master this, that in itself will actually start to change your external environment. And I say this to people, it's like, it's like you're getting a boiling pot of water and if you put an egg in the boiling pot of water, what does it do? Eventually it's like, ah, oh, it gets all hard. You can't hurt me. I'm gonna get all solid. And then you take it out, it stays hard forever. But if you take a potato, you put a potato in the same boiling pot of water, what does it do? After a while, it's like, oh my God, and it gets all mushy and it gets squished and it turns into mashed potato. But if, but if you get a teaspoon of coffee and you put a teaspoon of coffee into the water, the coffee will affect all of the water and it will transform the own external environment. So in the beginning, to really create transformation in life, it's about quickly changing your external environment because that is going to make you feel better. You got to focus on different things. But eventually, it swings back to the other side of the pendulum. And you can master the internal brain 
you will then absolutely ripple ripple out to every single thing you do and your external environment will be an impact will be uh, the effect of every single thing that's happening internally as well oh man i love that um yeah focus language physiology i'm curious because yeah i guess for yourself it still feels like you know you've achieved so much but you're still feels like you're just getting started in some ways if i can be so bold and so rude if that is rude pardon me um how do you continue to continually shift your internal environment what are some of the yeah is it mentors is it how do you go about keeping yourself growing and inspired and evolving bro? yeah The best thing I do is I've, I've got to continually find a new circle that's doing better than me. Like, like I'm very thankful now. Well, I, d- I just ran a day with my business partner. Uh, we called it a millionaire immersion. So me and him, we did a VIP day with a few clients. And somebody asked me that as well. They're like, what, you know, what are you investing into right now? You know, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm in a mastermind and I'm about to join another mastermind because the, the guy I'm about to join with, he, he, he owns over a hundred companies and he's a beast entrepreneur. I want to learn from this guy. And I have a com- I have a feeling that when I surround myself with him and his people, I'm going to, I'm going to realize, Oh my God, I'm playing small again. Same as what I did when I was telling you about the podcast, talking with Chris Williamson and Stephen Bile. I'm like, wow, I'm playing small. I thought I had a good podcast, nothing compared to these guys. So continually getting myself around people that are just so much further ahead of me, but I'm, I'm not hard on myself about it. Sometimes people, will get themselves in communities like that and be like, oh, but it makes me feel stupid. That's your ego talking because you would felt felt more comfortable being in a room where you are the smartest and richest. It's, you're not going to grow there. So I always try to put myself in situations where I, I'm the dumbest and the poorest in the room. That's my goal. Helps me expand. And then also, thankfully, because I've been doing it for such a long time, that's what I said to one of our clients the other day. I said, honestly, the, this guy sitting right here, like you guys have invested to spend a day with me and him. I'm luckily now, because I've done this for so long, that my circle are people that people spend thousands and thousands of dollars with to hang out with. And I get to be able to call them because they're my friends. I get to do podcasts with them. I get to go play golf with them. So my friend group now is like literally we all keep each other accountable. We we all raise the bar for each other. And it's it's a bit competitive as well. We talk amongst the boys and fuck, you just you just did that? Damn. Gives us a kick up the ass. Like so the, the environment comes back every single time, but the best thing you're either going to pay, you're either going to pay the environment around you. You're either going to pay with lost opportunity by being in the wrong environment, or you're going to pay to be in the right environment through either your energy or money. So you've got to find a really good way to exchange energy and exchange value somehow to get into a really great group of community. But the best way pay for it, pay to play. Go and join a mastermind, join a mastermind, get out, you know, going to get in a community with other people that are also willing. I'm flying to Sydney tomorrow and I'm going to an event that Richard Branson's attending and tickets were like $100 to attend. Or you could get a front row one for $500. I got the $500 one because I'm like, I want to get that ticket just so I can network with the other people who are also willing to pay that money. Because I know the best way to get access to people that are thinking bigger, pay to get into those communities. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Man, I wanted to start to wrap things up a little bit by asking all of this internal work, external work, and the levels of consciousness you've described to us. Can you just highlight how important the individual work for yourself as a leader is for everything that your businesses externally achieve? Um, and the symbiosis between the two yeah well like it's the you know i i really think if if you're not growing you're dying like we're exactly like trees and your external world is a direct reflection to our internal world so i have a goal to continually keep improving my external world i'm not i'm not where i want to be yet and i don't think i'll ever get there i want to continually improve if i also stop growing and think i know it all then what i'm essentially saying is I'm extremely happy having everything I have right now and it pro- progressively getting worse because we're either growing or we're dying. There's no straight lines in the universe. So you, the actions, the work we're doing is either progressing us upwards or it's bringing us downwards. 
So I really think like the work is just so important. And it's also one of those things, the more you know, the more you realize you know nothing at all. And you start to open up these new paradigms. You start to open up these new ideas and it's like, far out. I thought I dealt with that. I thought that, ah, I thought, can I just take a break? No. Like it's it's kind of a cash train too, isn't it? It's almost like opening the door of deep personal development is literally like opening up Pandora's box, peeling back the layers of the onion. You know, and sometimes the unconscious mind is just so deeply protecting all these wounds and things that are in us. And it's almost like if you never even knew they existed, you might be better off because you didn't know how good it could be. But if you've opened the lid already, it's your it's your obligation to continually unravel this and to see how deep we can go within a way that's still productive. I see, I see some people in this space try to do such deep work and I'm shadowing my ego and like all this crazy, like just so deep, deep, deep. I'm like, for what purpose are you doing that? Like, in fact, like the work you're doing is kind of having a negative effect because you think there's something wrong with you. So you keep trying to dig for problems. I I, I think we should con- go back to our past and resurface things that we're not happy with and continually improve and change limiting beliefs and reframe old situations that we're not happy with. But then we should spend most of our times, 95% of our time, looking forward for a new future. A lot of people can get caught up in this space of trying to drive a car by re- re- looking in the rear vision mirror, wondering why they keep crashing. And they get themselves into this hole and they're like, well, why is my life like this? Do more work that's productive. Work on what, like, what are your goals? How, like, where's the discipline in your life? Every, everything's the balance. Like the feminine energy is really, I'm just gonna flow with it. I've gotta try, I've gotta love my body and I need a, I need a rest day and, and that's amazing. And the masculine is very like, I need to be disciplined and goal driven and get shit done. And the goal is to have them integrate and to be okay with doing each of them in a nice integrated way, not just one all the time. So the work is incredible. The work is extremely important. That's why it's good to have coaches and mentors around to continually uh, have someone to help keep you on track to make sure you're not falling off and doing crazy shit. <laughs> I'm going to put links to the Dream Out Loud podcast, um, especially on YouTube, here in the show notes below for people to go check out. For people that want to check out more around what you're up to in the world, brother, what's the best way for people to connect to your work? Yeah, best way would be, you know, my podcast, obviously, so Dream Out Loud on any platform and, yeah, YouTube, because um, we're videoing them all now. Um, or my Instagram, at Morgan T. Nelson. Come and hang out there. Come have fun. We, we put out so much content. Um, and, you know, we've actually just created this cool little quiz, actually. Like, I, I have these four pillars, these four laws to create your dream life. And a lot of people I see get stuck along the journey at one of these things. And I create this cool quiz where they can answer these questions. They figure out which one of my pillars they're stuck on. And then they get, like, a free 20-minute training video customized on that thing. And it's, it's really cool. So we literally just created that. So maybe I can get my team to send that. We can put it in or, or it's in my Instagram. Um, that's a cool little cool little thing they can get some extra value from as well. But that's the best places, the podcast or Instagram. Awesome. I'll add the quiz to the show notes below. We'll make sure we get it from you uh, for the time of this recording. Absolutely. Brother, I could totally thank you for our conversation here today and I absolutely will. But honestly, it's, yeah, the amount of work you put into yourself, growing yourself, your podcast, your businesses, and just really just taking that, um, you know, the magnifying glass and then turning it inwards as well to achieve the outwardly worldly success that you have it's a lifetime's worth of work that you've invested in yourself and this conversation today gets to stand on the shoulders of that so yeah man just want to thank you for you doing you you being you and being here and sharing yourself so abundantly with us here today brother thank you so much i love it man thank you so much for having me keep crushing it keep doing what you're doing thank you so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the inspired evolution Without you, the Inspired Evolution Tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations, 
and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.